welcome to the GWN Co Collaborative Conversations podcast, where our focus is on the world of business and the individuals driving its success. As a creative change consultancy, we cater to makers, engineers, and financiers, aligning strategy, brand, and culture. With our transformative process, we unite teams and experts around a shared purpose that nurtures belonging, alignment, and growth. This series aims to spotlight ongoing transformations. Change, even subtle, can lead to profound shifts in culture, technology, or customer behavior. Identifying these changes early and staying informed empowers you to position yourself strategically and respond effectively. In our briefings, GWN Co experts discuss observed changes, their implications, and actionable steps to take. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world or whenever you listen to this podcast. And welcome to Collaborative Conversations from GWM Co. I am Esther Compostela, a client partner and strategist and your host for today. Today's discussion is about the conception of brand or the misconception of brand. The world of branding has changed over centuries and very dramatically in recent years with adapting to changes in consumer behavior, technology, AI and the business landscape as a whole. The years are gone where the capability of delivering a good product and service was good enough. It is something consumers and customers expect. It's a given. Today is much more about the credibility of brands and businesses. It's about the quality of being trusted and believed in. Today I have with me Michelle Chow. Michelle is a project manager and also an avid gamer. Hello, Michelle. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. And Christian Kett. Christian is a designer and also a passionate drummer. Welcome, Christian. Thank you, Esther. Hello. And thank you both for joining me in today's conversation. Let's start with a simple question. What is a brand? Simply put, my perception of, of what brand is, is reputation. If you wanted to replace any word, more commonly understood would be reputation. What I mean by that is, if you look up branding or brand, you, you get definitions that are a lot closer to identity or marketing. And while they're tools for, for the way you may appear on screen or paper as a, as a company, um, really what your brand is, as, as um, Jeff Bezos from Amazon said, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. So it's a reputation that's earned through, through aligning values and the actions you make to deliver on those. That's, um, that's a very good uh, capturing of, of branding. And, and uh, Michelle... Um, yeah, so I do agree with what Christian is saying. So essentially that the summary of a brand is the company's reputation. The original idea of brand uh, remains the same essentially throughout the ages, but it is the perception of it that has changed. So I, I think that there is now like a com common misunderstanding that brand is simply the logo, uh, the visual identity of the business, but that there is just so much more behind what the notion of brand exactly is. We as a business, we talk a lot about aligning strategy, brand and culture. And why, why do you think that is important? The necessity of aligning strategy, culture and brand 
is that the the outcome or the output of it is um um authentic interaction so the the strategic side of the business um as you know as we're working in this business we really know like the importance um of you know understanding you know where the business is going making like you know uh calculated risks in order to move towards those steps and in terms of culture people in in our in my in my opinion is definitely the beating heart of every business the people are the wheels you know they're, they're all the cogs they're the screws you know to get the the business moving so to have an alignment of culture where the people that's working in your business understand exactly what your company is trying to achieve what your company is exactly trying to deliver and in understanding the strategy behind it in order to achieve those goals and aligning i think that is fundamental i like that that you're absolutely right you, it's not just about you know what people see the identity or the logo employees need to understand where the business is going what is expected and what's the culture in, in the organization do you, do you want anything to add christian Enough, nothing to add i'm totally in line with that but yeah as you say it's, it's a reputation that's earned through in my opinion through actions over time it's a long game um yep. and i think on the strategy culture and brand perspective the way i see brand currently is you know it's kind of become a wearable in quotes extension of our own values if, if brand is a, is a reputation earned over time it's not something you can get. It's not reputation you can get without having your brand strategy and culture aligned. They have to be working together for, for the people on the outside to have the right perception of your reputation. So what do you then think is, you know, required? You were saying that the values, you know, are an expression of yourself and where actually consumers have bought into the values of an organization do you have any examples yeah sure without mentioning a specific brand when it comes to um an extension of our own values you see that a lot in um the way people consume things it used to be cheaper faster better and i think people were looking for bang for their buck and and the most for their money whereas now people are almost in in my opinion, looking for the opposite, they're willing to spend a little bit more money on things that are made a little bit better and they last a little bit longer. A, a brand that do that really well is is Nudie Jeans. They make um, 100% organic cotton jeans and they they make a product for life. Basically, the idea is that you wear it and it becomes more beautiful with age, um, mm -hmm. and and you go on a journey with your jeans. And they're a fully circular business model. You know, you can recycle them. You get money off when you hand your jeans back in. And they go that material then goes back into into newer products it's it's all about the journey and they really do you know live and act on their values and i think that's what people buy into when they buy a pair of new jeans thank you and uh, michelle do you have anything you want to uh yes i actually have a couple where uh you know one of them is this brand called lick paint and you know previously with you know how brands used to sell things it's, it's more quantity over quality. So they sell things cheaper. So then they can sell more, they can create more. Um, and I don't really subscribe to that idea. So then when I found Lick Paint, where it's uh, it's durable, um, it's long lasting, it's um, well, in terms of the paint and how long it actually stays on the wall. Uh, and also um, that is actually sustainable. It's a B Corp company. I was attracted to that when I first saw it. I think that, you know, other than the brilliant colors that they provide, 
it was more the fact that they were B Corp, they had their values, they wanted it to be like people focused. And I really enjoyed that. So I decided to, to give that a go, even though I've never actually tried their paint before. So that's why I think, you know, having these like strong core values, it really does attract the people that um, companies actually want to want to attract. Um, another example I have is actually Lego. Um, so I think you, you guys might all be aware that, you know, in the I think in the early thousands, you know, the Lego group wasn't doing very well. Um, you know, they were just, you know, there's this, there were 800 million pounds, uh, 800 million dollars, I believe in debt. you know, the sales were down 30% year on year. So the fact that, you know, they're now living their purpose that previously they, they weren't actually engaging with their consumers. They weren't engaging with their clients, but now they're, they're actually saying, you know, we, we need to communicate with the people that are buying our products. I am a massive Lego fan. And to see that this, this massive change now where it's more interactable, it's more inclusive is definitely a company that I would continue to support. You know, what we were saying at the beginning about strategy and culture, you do have to have a strategy in place to actually deliver on that. We also wanted to briefly talk a bit about the manufacturing industry. They have some issues that are quite particular to that industry. What do you think are, are, are the issues there and how would you recommend addressing them? I think for industries like manufacturing, where, where um, you know, recruitment and, and staffing is probably an issue, um, and especially from what I know through talking to Michelle and other people at GW and Co who have been working with and speaking to the manufacturing industry a lot recently, um, it's going to be an issue in the future because of because of age and the current workforce retiring. Um, I think almost definitely a reputation problem or or brand problem, whichever word you want to use, um, because unfortunately the manufacturing industry has got a, a bit of a a bit of an unfortunate reputation in in being sort of not a desirable place to make a career, not very glamorous. Um, how you solve it? is a is probably a longer answer and it's going to be a mixture of marketing and changing that reputation and probably a long game in itself but you know the people inside the industry already know it's great um but it's what people on the outside say that matters so it's about changing the brand of manufacturing that i think you are so you cannot be more correct it is essentially for, for me as well that it is changing the perception of the industry itself, because I went to, you know, I've I've had the privilege of meeting, you know, um, like amazing members at Make U from Make UK, you know, and the manufacturer, um, and we went to a couple, like quite a fair few conferences, you know, such as the the Manufacturing and Engineering Week 2023 for this year, and um, it was actually the energy there was actually incredible. I didn't just meet like senior people, you know, I met you know people people working on all levels, and the all the passion and everything they they exhibited was exactly the same like their enjoyment of the industry their enjoyment of the company that they're working with and the fundamental and genuine trust that they have of their products so it's it's literally like what christian said you know everyone inside the industry they know what they're doing and they know that they're doing really good but if it is ultimately the perception outside 
is there anything else that you think the the, the manufacturing industry could contribute or change in the future to secure their future you know it's it's an important part of many countries well-being and, and gdp generation so is there anything beyond just the even we're talking about the brand as such but i'm sure there is more than they can do than just creating a better a better reputation i would think uh definitely education to to begin with um there are also you know the government side of things because you know the manufacturing uh industry is actually really tied with because it's, it's a global industry so you know you, your supply chain you get supplies you get products and you know materials it, it can be global so this is also like a geopolitical conversation that we're having i think that that one um is, is difficult to start with because just purely how long it would take to go through like you know there's there's no right way to tackle geo this geopolitical issue um but in terms of education um, I think, you know, you can see that the manufacturing in industry in the UK is actually doing a really great start. There's a National Manufacturing Day. That's the day where, you know, different manufacturing companies, they would open their doors. Families can come and see them, uh, see how, how the company works. You know, staff members can bring their little kid in or, you know, younger members can bring their parents or like, other family members in. And I think this is like a really great way just to kind of spread the word a bit. You know, you don't have to sit down and do a course on it but you can physically see exactly what your family and friends are doing at their workplace. And you can physically see that whatever they're doing is actually making genuine change. And then um, I know the University of Bristol is actually doing a lot to, uh, to engage in younger, young modern makers to promote, you know, that manufacturing isn't as old or as, you know, as negative as, you know, how previous, uh, previously it was looked upon. So I think that, you know, education, if you start from that point where, you know, you educate the person when they're young to make them understand exactly the ins and out of what manufacturing industry really provides, uh, then this is a long game, but this could be a great and potential change, a positive change for the manufacturing industry. Yeah. And I think, you know, the world is sort of changing so dramatically and in a way, um, we still operate in very uh, old old systems, no? Um, the way we, we we work with each other and and the way organization operate and you know even even in banking or in in our industry how we how we develop things are are changing and therefore there is also an opportunity and maybe i'm going here a bit too lofty here but there is an opportunity because everything else changes for manufacturing to be part of changing and really make a proper change and say well but but maybe we even we even call it something different you know manufacturing you know maybe there is another terminology to capture that industry and move it into the next century you know we should maybe rename this whole thing what else do you think we you know the manufacturing industry could do uh, to to change that that perception that you just described before as a not very desirable place 
Yeah, I, I love the idea that you mentioned of, of renaming manufacturing. I think that's great. Um, just as a side note, I think that's a really good one because you do immediately think back when you hear manufacturing, you think back to old processes and, and looking at the history of branding before this conversation, I was back in the industrial revolution and, and, and manufacturing almost brings that to mind. <laughs> but exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so maybe, yeah, maybe changing the language is key, but I, but I do think Michelle hitting there on the head with education manufacturing is is critical for innovation educating people younger to to shift that reputation and that perception of branding may entice people that don't actually know what goes on in the manufacturing industry to be far more interested in it because it is so innovative and so forward thinking really when when you get behind the curtain thank you very much michelle and christian uh, that was uh, very interesting and enlightening, and I think there were some new things coming coming to light. I mean, we talked about obviously, you know, the, the whole thing around values really being important drivers of uh, today's organizations and the purpose that they have a purpose and they have values that uh, that also then customers you know consumers actually can uh, buy into so that's that's um, our podcast for today thank you very much both of you and uh, until next time thank you thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode of collaborative conversations by gw and co stay tuned for more enlightening discussions that will equip you to navigate impactful transformations in the business landscape.